the professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Yes, indeed. We got the tech edge for you if you're just joining us. Welcome to the conversation. Another week, another segment, another podcast, another radio show with Lewis Howard Live, bringing it to you and yours, helping you become the best version of yourself. Thank you for joining us. And hey, shout out to our new listeners in the U.S., Trinidad. We got Trinidad in the house. Shout out to Trinidad, Tobago, Canada, Australia, and of course, we got new people from Brazil. So thank you all for being part of the conversation, and we love to hear from you. From Trinidad to Australia to the UK, let us know. You can hit me up at lewis at lhoward360.com and let me know what you think of the show, and we do appreciate you being part of the conversation. And most of all, tell a friend to tell a friend. Hey, today we're going to be talking about a very interesting subject, things that you don't necessarily hear about every day, but I wanted to give you an insight to something that we all have to deal with, and it's called how to get up when you fall, right? You're all familiar with the medic alert commercial that says, I have fallen and I can't get up. Right. And uh, we all laugh at that. And that's funny because, you know, they're trying to make a point about the medical alert bracelet. But it is not funny when it happens in real life, when you fall and you're down. Right. And they're starting to count from 10, 9, 8. You got to get up off the canvas of life before the referee throws you out of the game. Right. So so we're going to be talking about. And I want to share some insights with you on how to get up when you fall. Here's some ways we fall. We fall economically, right? You lose your job. You lose your business. You lose a relationship. You fall for a chick. You fall for an idea. We all fall for different things. Addictions. People get into bad habits, bad choices, bad judgments, bad people, setups, all the things that could end us up on the ground of life. That's the way we fall. And sometimes in life, you fall because you trip. Other times you fall because somebody pushed you. Either way, you end up on the ground. You got a decision to make. So today I thought about just how to share with you as you build goals and dreams and success on how do you get up off the ground when you get knocked down. One of my favorite things, especially as a kid, was watching boxing, right? You watch the great Muhammad Ali or Larry Holmes or Sugar Ray Leonard, and you see them sometimes get hit and get knocked down or get knocked on the ropes or they would knock their opponent out. Probably the best guy to do it was Mike Tyson. 
Mike Tyson would knock a guy out between round one and round three and stand there and see if the person was going to get up. Probably the only guy that ever got up was Buster Douglas, and he survived, right? But it's a challenge once you hit the mat, the floor of life. The business shuts down. The divorce happens. The sickness comes upon you. So whatever it is, you started out just in a bad family in a bad way, and you've been on the ground, and now you're trying to find a way up. So today I'm going to give you what I've used personally in my life. I have been down. I have gone through recessions. I've gone through loss. I've gone through divorce. I've gone through bad people, bad relationships, and things that can really just mess up your life. So we're going to talk about principle number one is how do you get up when you fall down is you got to manage through the pain and the embarrassment, right? Because when you fall, it's embarrassing, right? I remember uh, recently running out of my house to do something to get to the trash can. I don't know what it was, but I wasn't paying attention. It was wet. It was slick. And down I went, right? So the first thing I'm thinking about, is anybody watching? Does anybody see me, this grown man in his robe, Shoes going one way, road going the other, and I'm on the ground, right? So there's a little bit of embarrassment when you fall. If you told your family you were going to go out and start that business, and you started the business and the business failed, or you were going to go to school and you end up dropping out, there's an embarrassment. There's a shame that's associated when you fall. So part of it is is that you got to manage through the pain and the difficulty, Right? Don't make permanent decisions in temporary places, right? Sometimes when people fall, they're making a permanent decision in that place. And really, it's just a temporary place that you're dealing with some pain and an embarrassment, and you got to let it subside, and you got to work through that, right? So whether it's a business, there'll always be another business. Whether it's a job, there'll always be another opportunity. If it's a mate or a spouse, there'll always be another one. But don't make a permanent decision. Some people freak out when they fall. They just freak out, right? They sell off everything. They move. They just they just trip out, right? They've made a permanent decision in a temporary place because they got some pain. They got some embarrassment. It happens to everyone. So you've got to learn how to work through the embarrassment of falling, right? So number two is you got to find a way to get back on your feet. How do I get back up? right? How do I recover, right? Any parent knows watching your child walk and falling is a part of that, right? So you, they're little, they start to walk, and they fall. And the first thing you want to do is grab them, right? Because you don't want them falling. But if they don't fall, they'll never learn to walk, right? So falling is a part of walking. Falling is a part of succeeding, so part of it is to get back up. You have to learn, hey, I fell because that's just part of life, right? Most billionaires fail, fall three or four times before they make their fortune, right? So people don't just start out, you know, running. If you talk to any athlete, they'll tell you the pain of falling, how many teams that they may have been cut from, how many plays that they missed. We all do it. So part of it is you have to prepare to fall, which helps you get back up. If I know I'm supposed to fall, then it makes it easy for me to get up. So we're talking about today how to get up when you fall, how to get up when you're down, right? How to come back up when life has thrown you down or by your own decisions you have 
trip. So we've talked about is just work through the pain and embarrassment. It's temporary. It'll pass. Don't make permanent decisions in temporary places. Number two is you got to you got to get back up on your feet. Right. Shake off the fog, shake off the confusion and get back up on your feet. Number three is you got to learn from the mistakes of the fall. Right. If you had a slippery floor and that caused you to fall, hey, learn from that. Right. If you had poor planning in a business. Right. Learn from that. One of my things is and I used to make mistakes that caused me to fall is that I would invite people into the inner circle of my life before they were vetted. Right. You meet somebody, you think they're cool, they sound cool, and all of a sudden you invite them into the inner sanctums of your life and you're taking them out, you're hanging out with them. And then all of a sudden you find out something that you did not see, you didn't hear coming. And all of a sudden you're in kind of that place where you've kind of fallen. So one of the things I've learned with people is people have to be vetted. Right. You got to see, does this person line up with my values? Did they line up with my vision? Did they line up with my goals? Right. Or do we just like hanging out on a Saturday night at the bar? Right. We're probably not good for doing the week, but we're OK hanging out with the bar. You have to decide that because people will cause you to fall. If you pull the wrong people into the inner circle of your life, they'll make you fall. And I don't know that everybody's intending on doing that, but it does happen if you are not aware of who's in your orbit, right? I have a favorite saying my team knows is who's in your elevator? Who is in your elevator? Because some people should not be in your elevator. They ought to be on the lobby, right? And then other people shouldn't even be in the lobby. They ought to be on the street, right? So you have to decide where are people placed in your life? You just can't have this kumbaya open circle and let people in and out of your life. You'll end up on the ground and you wonder, how did I get there? people that you had around. So understanding about uh, learning from that mistake, what's causing my fall? If you started a business and you didn't do it by performa and it was haphazard and you went out there and you didn't have reserves, you, you assume you were going to make a ton of money in the first year and you didn't, you got to learn from that. Right. Most businesses fail within the first two years of their existing primarily because of poor planning. Right. Poor planning of, of the product, the service, their audience. Are you opening a business right now? Are you starting a business? Then make sure you plan out your problems, plan out what happens if things don't go right. So that's as much part of avoiding falls as it is having success. I need to plan. What if the market changes on me? What if I don't make the money? What if they fire me after 90 days of working at the company? Right. So you always have to think in, in terms of the problem with most human beings, especially optimists, is they don't plan for anything going wrong. Right. If your whole life is centered around everything going right, then when you fall, you're going to struggle because you have no preparation. That's why they call it reserves. Every life should have reserve, mental reserves, physical reserves, financial reserves, so that when it's rainy day, I got some place to hold up in until the sun comes back out, right? I know this saying, I'm all in. It sounds cool and it sounds, you know, urban slick, but the bottom line is you can't be all in. You gotta have some reserves. You actually do need a plan B. You do. And I know some people say, well, that takes away from plan A. No, it doesn't. It actually will extend plan A if you got a plan B. Right. So so those are ways really that that if you're thinking about how do I prevent, how do I have preventative measures of keeping me 
standing on the ground, standing, right? Because standing is a powerful place. Being in a fallen position is a weakened place, right? So I'm always looking for how do I get to the strongest place physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially? What helps me stand in all those places? Hey, if you just joined in the conversation, I'm Lewis Howard, and we're talking about how to get up when you fall, things that push us down in life, uh, things we trip on, and then what do we do about it, right? The worst fall in the world is the fall that nobody gets up from, right? Because they're now paralyzed, uh, they got fear, and they just don't get up. You know people in your life that they fall and they just don't get up. They become a shadow of themselves. They never come back. They never get up on the horse again. Once they've fallen off, they're just down, right? And that's sad because they should have learned from the fall and get back up and say, I'm going back out and I'm going to try it again. So principle number five is uh, some falls take time to heal. So you got to be patient in the recovery process, right? If I break something, it's going to take time. I broke my ankle from running. So it takes time to heal that so I can go back out and run again. As human beings, we're impatient. We want to fall one day and be right back up the next day. Doesn't always work that way. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and come back. Keep that thought. And we're going to continue the conversation with how to get up when you fall. You're listening to Lewis Howard Live. We'll be right back after this break. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. Hey, welcome back to the conversation. We're excited to continue how to get up when you hit the ground, when you fall, when you're down for the count, and it just doesn't look like uh, there's any way through it. And so we've covered some points. And if you missed any part of the show, of course, you can go back and download it and you get the full content of what we've been talking about. But we're talking about how to get up, the pain of falling, the difficult of falling, and then how you get up from doing that. And again, as I said before, I went to the break. Sometimes when you fall, it takes time to recover. During the recession, there was 8 million people that lost their homes, lost their jobs, right? Lost uh, their 401ks, lost their retirement. And that takes time to recover. When you have economic failure in your life, and you fall, it takes time to come back. And as I was saying, if you break something or harm something physically on your body, every doctor will tell you the minimum is four to six weeks for recovery, depending on what it is, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, but that's about an average, right? So that takes time. If you lose something of value, a person, a place, or a thing, don't expect to just go out and swipe right on Tinder and have it replaced the next day, right? It takes time. It takes time. And when you do that, usually when you do that, you just compounded your problem, right? Because you're not allowing the time for 
healing and recovery. If I break my ankle and I go the next day back on the basketball court shooting jump shots, guess what I've done? I've now prolonged my recovery. Most people, I don't say most people, but a large number of people are in permanent recovery. And the reason is because they won't stop. They just want to keep going because the very pain that they're avoiding, they just keep reliving, right? The very, I know people that just keep making the same financial mistakes over and over and over again. You know why? Because they won't give themselves a time out. You need time out, bro. You need to stop doing this. Just take a break here and see what you're doing because what you're doing is habit insanity. You just keep engaging the same thing and think somehow it's going to turn out differently. Women that keep finding bad guys and it keeps happening over and over again. All right, you need a time out because your decision-making radar is probably a little bit off, right? And it just happens. We're human beings. We're not perfect and we make mistakes. But if you end up in the ditch because of your choices and decisions, then the answer is pretty clear is I need to make a different set of choices and decisions so I can stay out of the ditch. You know, they're telling you when you're driving is don't look at a direction you don't want to go, right? Keep your eyes straight because if you look to the left too much, you'll veer there. You'll end up over there. You end up in that lane, right? So life is about straight ahead, focus, eliminating distractions and people, places and things that end you up in the ditch. All right. Number six, insight on how to get up when you fall. Study people who have fallen, right? The best way to learn how to fall, to get up from when you fall, and to benefit from fall is to learn how other people did it. How did other people go through when they had family problems or business problems or health problems? I have a dear friend of mine who's been a mentor to me for 20 years, and he ended up with the HIV virus, the kind that kills, right? And so I watched his life as he went through chemotherapy and all the treatment and how he just continued to manage his business and his life and his family through that. I was in awe of that. And so it taught me how to handle it if in fact something like that ever happens to me or to my family that I knew how to manage through it. Right. I learn from him. If you are a business person, you should be studying other people's businesses, people that have similar goals or similar business models as you learn what they went through. Learn some of the pitfalls and some of the dangers that you got to have as a business professional. Simply because you have a good idea or even the money behind the idea does not guarantee it will be successful. History is littered with people that came with the resources, came with the ideas, and the business still failed. I can just start to name off businesses that don't exist today, that were good businesses at the time, but literally just got wiped off the map. Shearson Lehman Brothers was a bank that was in business for 120 years, right? And then in one day, that whole bank was gone, okay? Just just gone. Doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, where I'm broadcasting the show, there's a bank called Washington Mutual Bank. It had been a bank that had been around since the like, late 40s, right? But in one day, that bank was gone, right? So it can happen. So you have to learn, how do I keep this from happening? How do I keep failure from happening? Steve Jobs started Apple, 
right? And then got to a point where he got into a fight with his board. They fired him, right? And he went on and started a company called Next, which was another computer-type technology company at the time, right? Apple started to fail, and it started to drop shares, drop investors, drop products. You know what they had to do? They had to call Steve Jobs back, right? Because he was the architect of the thing, and he helped bring them back, right? Good model, but it was failing, and they had to bring in the original architect of the model, right? Sometimes you're the only person that can fix the problem. Right. I love when people get rid of me and then have to call me back. Okay, I love I just had this conversation with someone who got rid of me and they had to call me back. They had to kiss the ring. Right. Not a fun process for people. But that's what happens when people go off prematurely on their own and then they start failing and then they have to look back and go, yeah, I think I got to go back to this person. I got to go back to this conversation, right? I remember Hayden have to go back to my mom and tell her something that she told me, this is going to happen to you. And I said, nope, it's not going to happen. Get out there, fail, had to go back, right? Nobody likes to go back, but sometimes you got to put your pride aside and, and you meet my eye aside and say, you know what? I fail. Hey, I got to learn from this. So learn from other people. Right. Learn from the people that's been there before you. The problem with our current generation, there's a large group of individuals, you know, they don't want to learn from anybody. Right. If it ain't data driven, they don't think it has value. So philosophy, previous experience, all that, they just discount that because there's not data to back that up. Then somehow it's not a value. It's not true. Right. I'd much rather have somebody to have an experience that I've gone through where I'm trying to get to than somebody that's trying to data point me all the way through that. It's just not going to work. So so think about that from a perspective is how do you live your life? How do you deal with the dangers and things that you can't see that could potentially end you up in the ditch? Uh, One of the things that's really important when you fall is you can't blame other people. Right. Because. Because that doesn't help the recovery process. It doesn't help you get up. They may have pushed you. I I won't disagree with that. Sometimes people set you up for failure. They stab you in the back and they twist a knife, right? They led you into a place that they know was not going to be your best end. But that's what people do, right? You can't isolate yourself in that. We're all at risk of somebody doing something to us that could cause us harm or cause us to fall. But we got to get back up and we got to learn from that. Right. For all the spiritual people out there, there's a great story in the Bible called uh, the, the, the story of Joseph and his brothers and how his brothers threw him in a pit. Right. He winds up in the palace. They see him. And you know what he said to them? You know what? What you meant for evil, it has been turned out for my good. Right. So even when people try to stab you in the back and twist a knife, it can still turn out for your good. So you got to let go of the bitter, let go of the anger let go of the frustration. And that's hard for people, especially women, because they have memories like elephants. They don't let go of things very quickly. But when you fall, whether it's in a relationship, whatever the extent of it is, whatever I call trauma and drama of it, you got to be able to let it go, right? Go see the movie Frozen. Let it go, right? You got to let it go. Because if you don't, then it hangs on you like a 30-year mortgage, And that other person has gone on about their business and you're still frustrated and you're still angry. I can tell you on a regular basis, I talk to people that are going through divorce and they're still angry about it. Right. And I was like, how long you been divorced? 15 years. I'm like, bro, it's kind of time to let that go. That's 15 years ago. 
You still talk about, I thought it happened yesterday, right? That's in people's mind. If you can't look up, oh, I had that bad business deal. When did I have it? It was 25 years ago. Really? Probably time to let that go, right? Probably time to move on to something new. I know people that can't be in the room with each other, and they dated when they were in high school, right? Probably time to let that go, right? It didn't work out. Too bad, so sad, but you got to get up. You got to let go of the bitterness, let go of the anger so I can get up off the canvas and move on to the next deal, right? Don't blame others. I was quick to blame other people when I was a kid. When I get in trouble, it was always somebody else's fault. It was never my fault. I was never accountable for it. It wasn't me. I don't care who it was, and I was the only child. So I'd break something and then blame somebody else. Like, really? There's nobody else in the house except you. Right. I have a saying that says everywhere you go, there you are. So if there's trauma and drama and problems everywhere you go, you probably got to look at yourself because you're the common denominator in all those equations. Right. So you have to think about that is what am I carrying? Am I carrying toxicity? Am I carrying leftovers from when I fall or when I had an injury, whether it's physical, mentally, whatever it is, you got to kind of let that let that go. So if you just join in the conversation, we've been talking about how to get up, just some practical insights on how to get up when you hit the canvas of life, when you fall, especially in the pursuit of your dreams, your goals, relationships, business, whatever it is. We are all subject to get into the ditch of life. The whole deal is not to stay there and figure a way to crawl yourself back out, get back up, walk, run, and eventually soar to where you want to be. My favorite stories are the comeback stories. I love comeback stories, right? I look for movies that have the comeback story. I love the story of Jackie Robinson breaking into the major league. That's a great comeback story, right? I love Rocky. You know, he's down for the count. He's a nobody and he comes back and all of a sudden he's somebody, right? You got to love a great comeback story. But the only reason it makes a great comeback story is because somebody failed. Somebody had a down day, week, month, season, right? Or was trying to do something that nobody had done and kept falling on their face. And eventually they broke through. Thomas Edison, right? As I always say, worked on the the incandescent light bulb 900 times he failed, right? But he kept going. That's why we enjoy life today because one person says, I'm not going to give up on my falls. I'm not going to give up on my failures. I'm going to keep going until I get the breakthrough, right? Last principle on this is fight to regain your confidence, right? One of the things that happens when you have setbacks or you fall in life is you lose your confidence. And confidence is so important. I remember as a young kid and we used to go up on the diving board for swimming and I decided... I was going to go on the biggest and highest diving board and jump off the thing and make a big splash and impress everybody. But on the way up to the top of the ladder, what happened is I lost my confidence, right? And all of a sudden I'm up on this board and everybody's watching and I'm looking down, but I don't have the confidence anymore, right? I had it at the bottom of the ladder. I didn't have it when we got to the top and I'm looking going, I need to climb back down, but they wouldn't let me 
climb back down. So I made the ugliest, craziest splash that I could, but I didn't have the confidence, right? When you fail or you fall, you lose your confidence and you've got to work to regain the confidence, especially when you lose things of value, things of importance. If you lose a status, a title, wealth, money, whatever it is, it takes your confidence, right? Now, lesson is the confidence probably shouldn't have been in those things, but they are. They are. If I take the guy's nice, cool ride, right, because that's what his confidence build, is built around, he's not going to feel confident if he's got to go take transit, right? Life should be designed to where your confidence is not designed around things, right, but designed around a dream about something, that a goal or desire, something that people just can't take away, right? Nobody can take my dream away. No one can take my goal away. So therefore, they can't take my confidence, right? So you have to regain your confidence that you can get up. I can get back in the ring. I can get back on the field, right? You see quarterbacks do this, right? Quarterback's throwing. All of a sudden, he lets one fly. Cor corner gets it. He's got the ball, right? What do you think's going to that quarterback's mind? It's confidence problem. Right. Because he's got to immediately come back and throw another pass. And hopefully that one doesn't get picked off. Right. If he lose confidence, it's going to be a problem because he's not going to want to throw that ball. He's going to start trying to run it, pass it, short pass it. He's going to do anything except launch one down the field, which is probably what he needs to do, depending on where the game is. Right. So confidence is important because when you need it to be there, you need it to be there. No time for short passes. If I got to need a long pass, I got to have the confidence to. Tom Brady that thing, put it up and send it down there and let it fly and let my guy have a chance to get it. That's what life is. If you fail in the business, you got to get right back up, get back in the game. You fail in relationship, get back up, get back in the game. Whatever it is, you got to find. I'm going to get back up. Take 24 hours, gather your thoughts, but you got to get back up and get in the game. So it's so just some powerful things that I think is helpful that, that, you can incorporate in your regular thinking and your way of doing some. Here, here's a couple of thoughts that I got from Psychology Today. So if you just say, well, this guy's just not sophisticated enough to tell me about fall. Well, I'm going to give you the sophisticated clinical view of it, right? And this is straight out of Psychology Today. It says challenges are part of life. In evolutionary terms, challenges are biological stresses that stimulate the adaptations that we see in the diversity of life all around us. All right, that's the degree. That, that costs 100 grand to be able to do that statement, right? So that's, that's from psychology today, right? Uh, resilience is an important uh, virtue to have when you fall. Again, never another thought out of psychology today. Uh, this is from Ashish.com, which is a Jewish psychology today. It says the appreciation of the gift of teshuva. Sometimes you have to get knocked down lower than you ever have been to stand back up taller than you ever were. Wow, that's good stuff. Can't mess with that. Falling is often a chance to surpass your past limits. Right. God gives us the gift each time we fall, the gift of experience and a challenge and learning that we can overcome it. The gift of realizing that we're not defined by our past mistakes and that the mistakes themselves can be turned into stepping stones. There you go. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. So that's some insight. So take time to realize where you've fallen. Make sure you've recovered from that. And make sure you've let everything and everybody go associated with the fall. And then next time, be prepared to fall, 
right, and have a plan on when I fall, this is what I'm going to do. Hey, thank you for being part of another conversation, another podcast on helping you. I do this to help you become the best version of yourself. And if you can grab one thought, one idea, one word that makes sense to you and your situation, then it's worth the time to invest. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend, email it, download it, set up a podcast schedule on your smartphone and show people how to do it so they can get Lewis Howard live uh, three times a week around the world and help you become the best version of yourself. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on another segment of Lewis Howard Live. The mission of the Millionaire Club Charity is to provide jobs and support services to those in need in the Puget Sound region. Since 1921, the Millionaire Club Charity has operated a supportive employment program that specializes in helping people who are experiencing homelessness or other barriers to employment. Temporary Staffing Solutions connects men and women with employment opportunities to over 1,100 businesses and residences in the greater Seattle area. The Millionaire Club also addresses the housing needs of its workers through transitional housing. To learn more and to get involved, go to millionaireclub.org or call 206-728-728 jobs.